listening to a guy who really knows his sports. Yeah, right. A little bit of NFL football. It's time to talk. Time to talk. It's time to talk with Tyler. Welcome back to Time to Talk with Tyra. It's been a little while since our last episode. Been on a bit of a summer break. Um, here I got some my co-host Ben and my other co-host Alex. Say hello, guys. Hi. What's up, everybody? Today we are going to be getting right back into it with some NBA, NFL action, some MLB, college football, NHL, soccer. You know the deal. We're going to have some predictions at the end. Welcome back. Let's have a great show. But we're going to start it off with... Our NFL regular season predictions, the preseason week two, just wrapping up. Now we're in our predictions for the regular season, go division by division. Me, Ben, and Alex are each going to make our picks about who we think is going to win, come second, come third, and come last in each division. So let's start it off in the AFC East with Ben. So I think first place is pretty simple. You have to go with the Bills. you got to love Josh Allen and just an overall fun team to watch. Second place, the Patriots. Mac Jones, I really did not like him coming out of college. And after watching the preseason games, after watching him and learning more about him, I've actually really learned to actually like him. So I think they could be a solid team. In third place, the Dolphins. I think the Jets are just so bad, but the Dolphins are also bad. The Dolphins have potential to be a very good team. Their coaching staff, one of my favorite in the league. They're everybody besides their quarterback, pretty solid. But you can't have a quarterback and go to the playoffs when your quarterback can't even play four quarters. So if Tua can learn to play the game of football, they could be a very good team. But if Tua can't do that, they're going nowhere. In fourth place, the Jets. I don't love uh, Zach Wilson. Really, I do not love him at all, actually. Um... And I just think the Jets are just so bad, and I think they're going to be so bad for the next couple of years. Let's hand it over to Alex. Uh, I think definitely the Bills will be first place. They are definitely the best team overall, and Josh Allen will lead them to a very good season, and I think they're just going to get the first place. Second place, the Patriots. The Patriots are a solid team. You know, not the first-place team, but they're a good second-place team, and I think that they will get second place. In third place, I'm going to go bold, and I'm going to say the Jets. I think the Jets are terrible, but I think the Dolphins are worse. So I'm going to go the Jets third place and Dolphins fourth. Tyler, to you. Thank you, Alex. Um, I'm going to go the same one-two as the first two people. Now, I think it's going to be close, like a one or two uh, win difference. But I just cannot see the Jets making themselves, or uh, sorry, not the Jets, the Patriots being able to get into that number one seed. I don't think, or number one hole, I can see that like there's potential there in the next few years for them to make it. Just at the moment, I do not think that that... Even though I don't think Buffalo is going to take that next step this year, I do not think that New England can take up that ground. Now in third, I'm going to go with the Jets. And I'll explain why with my Dolphins pick. Now I think the Jets, with Zach Wilson under Q, can make plays happen. And 
Then in the backfield, they got Telvin Coleman, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson. They got wide receiver threats in Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Uh, I think that they're going to be a really good team this year. And I just think that they're going to be one of the better teams in our uh, most surprised teams in this league. I mean, I know that they probably only win six or seven games, but I think that's enough to beat the Dolphins, who I just cannot see scoring any points on offense. Tua is not a competent quarterback in the NFL. cannot throw the ball consistently. Their running backs aren't that good. They got Miles Gaskin. Their defense is, has taken a downgrade. So I just think that uh, Miami's not going to be able to avoid last place. Ben, let's hand it back over to you. All right, we're going to move on to the AFC North. My opinion, this is the best division in football. I think the Browns sealed the number one spot. I think they did a great job rebuilding the offense to, last year, and this year they did a great job rebuilding the defense. Their coaching staff is amazing, and I just think they pull out number one. Number two is Baltimore for me. Even though Lamar Jackson didn't have a 2019-type year in 2020, he still showed good. He still showed like performances that he did in 2019. He still played well. He didn't play bad, and he can still run the ball pretty well, if you ask me. So I do just think that Baltimore pulled the three spot, and my or my, the two spot. My the three spot is um su- a surprise to some people. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. The only thing holding the Bengals back is an offensive line. So I think maybe not this year is gonna be their best year, but I think down the road in the off season. They're going to rebuild that offensive line, and the Bengals could become competitive. Last, I have to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers just aren't in it anymore. Like, their their time is done. Ben Roethlisberger just isn't good anymore. Najee Harris isn't going to fix the running game so bigly. Like, he might fix it a little, but it's not going to be a huge difference. And their overall team just isn't very good anymore. Their defense is still pretty good, but like Juju Schuster's and Eric Ebron are really the only guys on the team who can catch the ball without like they're the only guys on the team who can most of the time catch the ball. Everybody else has a lot of drops. Chase Claypool, you could even put into the comp- um, conversation of a good receiver, but besides that, really nothing. All right, Alex, let's hand it over to you for the AFC North. I'm going to go the same way as Ben with the Browns as first. They are my favorite team, but also I just feel like this division is pretty good, but the difference between the one and the four might be big, but the one and the two and the three and the four are going to be small. So in second place, I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is good. Their team is pretty good. They're going to go around 12-5, and five, and I think they will get second. In third place, the Bengals. I think the Bengals are a fine team. They could get a bit better, but I don't know if they can get that second spot yet. In fourth place, the Steelers. The Steelers are not that good of a team. Last year, they were pretty good, but now Ben Roethlisberger is not good, and they just can't do anything. They're just going to have to get a new QB and get a new everything because right now they're so bad. All right, Tyler, to you. Thank you, Alex. Now moving on to my NFC North predictions. I'm going to go the same one to the last two, though I think it's going to be close. Now number three, I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Steelers. I 
think that they still have veteran talent in Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and then they also have a young talent such as Chase Claypool. They also have Eric Ebron, who's a veteran. Um, they can also still use the running game. They got Benny Snell Jr., Najee Harris, and I think that they're going to be able to come out in third. Last place, the Bengals. They did not improve in the draft. Jamar Chase has been having a lot of drops in the preseason, and I do not think that the Bengals are going to improve. Now let's hand it over to Ben for his AFC West, or AFC South. I'll do the West because the West is a pretty easy division for me. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs finished first. Like, that was obvious. We knew that last year. And then, for me, the Chargers finished second. And it won't come to a surprise for most people. I just think Justin Herbert is so good. And I think they have great receivers, great weapons, and I just think they will be good. And they're not competing this year for the first spot, but in a couple years down the road, they could definitely be competing for that first spot. In third place, I have the Raiders. Me personally, I think the Raiders and the Broncos both are not good football teams. However, the Raiders are still better than the Broncos because the Raiders, um, the Raiders have Darren Waller and. The Raiders are a football team that's not going to go 0-17, not going to be like a 5-win team, but they're not going to be good at all. So, like, the Raiders are not going to be good, but in this division, they're going to be third because of the Broncos, who, in my opinion, are going to be one of the worst teams in football because they can't do anything right, in my opinion. Alex, let's hand it over to you. Yeah, in the AFC West, I think the Chiefs are definitely first. They have the best team, and I think they have that spot for, like, a good two or three years. Second place, I'm going to have the Chargers. And in, in soon, two or three years, they might be able to get the Chiefs. But this year, not that's not going to happen. The Chiefs are still going to be so good, and they're just going to win this division. In third place, I'm going to have the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are not that good. However, the Broncos are just so bad. And I can't see the Broncos getting third place, so I have to have the Raiders at third and the Broncos at fourth. Tyler, to you. Thank you, Alex. I'm going to go the same one, too, as them. Though I think that the Chargers can compete with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. I think that they're going to be able to compete this season, though I cannot see them taking down the Chiefs this year. So now moving on. To third place, I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. They got Josh Jacobs in the running game. Darren Waller is a weapon. Derek Carr is an okay quarterback. So I think that they're going to manage third place. They won't really be in the playoff hump, but I think they'll get a third place. Um, then last place is the Denver Broncos. They just are not a good football team. Terry Bridgewater under center. That's just not going to be good. Ben, let's hand it over to you. All right. Let's do the AFC South next. AFC South is a very interesting division for me. So, personally, I do think Tennessee is going to pull out the number one. But I do think if the Colts had a better QB than Carson Wentz, they could definitely be a very, very, very big competitor for this Tennessee team. But because the Colts have their quarterback as Justin Wentz, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tennessee pulls out the win. In second place, I have Indiana. I think the Colts are going to be good. 
And I do think that they pull out second place. Third place, I have the Houston Texans. And I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be... I, what, what am I saying? Houston Texans are not going to be good. They're going to be terrible. I tricked you on that one. The Houston Texans are going to be a terrible organization. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be better than Jacksonville, but they are going to be a terrible organization. Jacksonville in fourth is just bad. People think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the next big thing. He's played not great in preseason, and he's just not going to be good in my opinion, and they have nobody around him. He has no time in the pocket, and he has no time, and he has nobody to throw the ball to. I'll hand it over to Alex. Yeah, in first place, I have the Tennessee Titans. They're definitely the best team in this division. Derrick Henry is very good, and I think he will lead this team to first place. Second place, the Indianapolis Colts. I think their team is fine, you know, but the teams behind them are so bad that they just have to have second place. Third place, I'm going to have the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are trash. But I think they have a small chance of getting third because the Jacksonville Jaguars suck more than them. So in fourth place, I have the Jaguars, and they're just a bad organization, and I can't talk more about them, so T, you're up. Okay, thank you, Alex. <laughs> Moving on to the NFC South. First place, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. They've improved their defense this year. They've improved their weapons, adding Julio Jones. Uh, they still have A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, though I think they'll easily win this division. Next, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. If they can figure out their quarterback situation, they could be a really good football team in the next few years. Just right now, I cannot see them coming first place. Third place, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I can't see – the only reason is because I can't see Houston winning a single game this entire season. Um, I think they'll win one or two games, and then Houston last place. I don't think they're going to win a game the entire season. So I got Houston in last place. Ben, moving on to you for your NFC East. Oh, man, this should be really fun. Considering the NFC East might be the worst division of all time, this should be fun. In first place, I give it to the football team. You know what? They could be solid. 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 Second place, you know who I'm saying, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott's never going to be 100% again, in my opinion, and they're just not going to be good. In third place, this is a tough one, I'm going to go Danny Dimes and his Giants. Eh, There's no explanation there. This division is just so bad. And in fourth place, the Philadelphia Eagles, also known as a sad organization. I could not name... Five players on the Eagles right now, and I can name a lot of players on a lot of teams, as Alex can confirm. Yes. I cannot name five players on the Eagles. That is sad. Let's hand it over to Alex. For my NFC, I'm going to have, in first place, uh, nobody. In second place, nobody. In third place, nobody. In fourth place, all of them. Because they all suck. All right, T, I can't talk about this more. You up. Okay, thank you, Alex. So in my NFC North, I'm going, or sorry, NFC East. First place, I have to, I just, I just need to go with the football team. I think they're the only team. I think Fitzmagic, 
will play well. And I think that they'll be good enough with Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson to be second place. Now, in third place, now in second place, sorry, the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be injured per usual, and per usual, I cannot see them winning their division, choke it away at the end of the season. So that's why I have Cowboys in second. Third place, I'm going to go with the Giants. I feel like they have a little bit of potential. Saquon can stay healthy. I'm going to put them third. Last place, the Eagles. They're just a bad football team. I don't think Jalen Hurts will take the next step. And then I think the Eagles will come third. Or will come last. Next, hand it over to Ben. All right, we're going to continue with the NFC North. In first place, pretty obvious, the Green Bay Packers. Me, personally, I do want Aaron Rodgers to go to... um, I do want him to go to Jeopardy, but, you know, I do think they'll have one more good season of football there. So, I see them coming in first. Second place, I see the... Actually, Vikings in second place. I think they're a good team. Their defense, in my opinion, is very good. Kirk Cousins is a fine QB. They still have Dalvin Cook. So, personally, I think that is just... um, It's a good team. Third place, the Cincinnati Bears. I think the Cincinnati Bears could actually be good. Chicago Bears, my bad. Chicago Bears. I don't know why I keep doing this. So, the Chicago Bears could be good if they play Justin Fields. You know what they're not going to do? They're not going to play Justin Fields. The Bears are still going to be a bad organization. In fourth place, I have the Detroit Lions. What have the Detroit Lions to do to help their team since 1943? That was a random year, but it's a long time from now. Let's hand it over to Alex. My NFC noise, I am going to have the Packers in first. I think they're a pretty good organization, and I think for now that Aaron Rodgers is still there, they will be good enough to get first place. In second place, I am going to have the Minnesota Vikings because I think that their division isn't that good. The Bears and the the Bears and the Lions are just so bad. The Lions are going to go on 16, and the Bears, if they don't play Justin Fields, they're going to be bad. Owen 17, my bad. And and then, so third place, the Bears, and fourth place, the Lions. T, back to you. Thank you, Alex. First place, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is all in here. Uh, they got Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. The defense is a little iffy at times, but I think that they'll be good enough to get first place. Second place is the Minnesota Vikings. They got Dalvin Cook. They have Kirk Cousins, though, who's a little bit iffy. They got Adam Thielen. I think that this Justin Jefferson, I think that this could be a good football team. I think they got second place and a wild card spot. Then, And then in third place, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I think that Justin Fields will come in week seven or eight, though I do not think he'll do that much better than A.D. Dalton. So I got them in third. In last place, it is the Detroit Lions. They improved a little bit, but they downgraded at the quarterback position. They improved a little bit through the draft, getting Panay Sewell. I just cannot see this team doing well this season. Ben, let's hand it over to you. All right, we're going to continue with the NFC South. Uh, first place, it has to be Tampa Bay. 
Tom Brady is still amazing. Tom Brady is still the best quarterback of all time, and that's just an easy one. Number two for me is going to be difficult. But I think I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I think they'll figure out the quarterback problem. I think that their receivers are good enough, and I think they have a good enough defense to be second place. Third place, the Carolina Panthers. They still have Christian McCaffrey. They still have a decent defense. They have a second-year head coach. I think they could be a decent team. In last place, the Atlanta Falcons. I think Kyle Pitts will be good. I think Matt Ryan is done. And I just think that this is over for the Falcons. But I do think they won't be like four-win team, but they won't be any good. That's oh no. Here, let's hand it over to Alex to do the NFC South. So my NFC South, in first place, I have the Bucks. The Bucks are a very good team, and I think that they will win this division with Tom Brady still being the best QB in this league of all time, I think. And then in second place, I will have the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Orleans Saints will be good if they figure out the QB. If they don't, I think they will drop back to third or even fourth. In third place, I'm going to have the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey just isn't enough for them, and I think that's all they have. So I have to put them in third. Fourth place, I'm going to have the Falcons. The Falcons are just a bad organization, and they just can't do anything that's good. So I think they're just going to be bad. Thank you, Alex. Uh, I'm going to go first in first place. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have not fallen off one bit since last season. I still think that they are a very good football team, and I'm going to have them coming in first place. In second place, I'm going to go with a bit of a surprise here, the Atlanta Falcons. I think that this is a really good offense with a defense that could be improved, and I think that they could be a good team next season. In third place, I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers. This is not a good team, but they have Christian McCaffrey, so I'm putting them third place. And finally, in last place, I have to do it. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to have to do it, but I am going... With the um, the Saints, they've this is gonna be the first time being in last in a long time. Their quarterback situation though is just absolutely awful, and they just cannot competently come anywhere in this division outside of last. Ben, handing over to you for our final division, the best division in the. Oh, I disagree with that. I do think it's the second best division in the NFL. Second division. In first place, I do have the Arizona Cardinals. They did a great job this offseason, and I think this is a big third year for Kyler Murray. In second place, the San Francisco 49ers. I do think Trey Lance will be good, and I think their team is good enough to back or, uh, help Trey Lance. In third place, the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson still has some left, and I think DK Metcalf is still very good. And I do think they're the third team. In fourth place, the Matthew Stafford-led Rams. 
I just don't see them being as good as people think they're going to be. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I just don't see them being as good as people think they're going to be. Alex, let's hand it over to you for your last division. Okay, I do think this is the best division in the NFL. This division is so good, and I don't see how this is not this is not the best division in the NFL. In first place, I'm going to have the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray is going to lead them to a good season, and I think they're going to win this division. Second place, San Francisco 49ers. I think Trey Lance is going to have them good a good season, and I think this team is good enough for second place. Third place, the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a very good football team, but their division is very good, so I don't think they can get better than that. Fourth place, the Los Angeles Rams. They are a fine football team, you know, but I don't think uh, Matthew Stafford is going to do good with them. So I think they're fourth. Tyler, do you for the last prediction? So now in the best division in the entire of the NFL, I'm going to go with in first place, taking the next step again this year, the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is a really good team. They brought in J.J. Watt. They had a pretty good draft. I think this team is going to be a good football team this year. In second place, this is kind of a tough decision for me, but I'm going to go with a bit of a surprise pick. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. They got ba- they brought in Matthew Stafford. They have Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson at running back. They also have Robert Woods. I think that they're going to get third place. Along with Aaron Donald, they really good defense. I think they got second place locked up. And third place, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'd have them higher, except I do not think that Russell Wilson is locked in. So I think that um, that uh, team will get a second place. Well, uh, get third place. And finally, in last place position in the NFC West. Ah. Uh, this is it's so hard for me to say this because all of the teams are just so good in that division. But I think I had to put them in last place. It's the team I have the least amount of trust in from this division to put them into last place. It is going to be the the um San Francisco 49ers. Now, they have their defense back, but they're still really an injury-prone team. I don't trust Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo under center. So, I'm putting the 49ers in last place. Now, that will wrap up our NFL predictions. Now, we're going to move on to our second segment of the show here. That may have taken a little long for some of you, but now we're going to move on to our second part of the show where we will be talking about the NBA. So, as the offseason is wrapping up, me, Ben, and Alex are going to review each of the each of the biggest moves of the offseason. Um, so we're kind of just going to go through and say the winners of the trade or pick up or the losers of the trade and how we think this will impact each team. Now, first we're going to start with the Westbrook headed to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Wizards have agreed agreed to trade Westbrook in their 2024 second-round pick and their 2028 second-round pick to Los Angeles for Kyle Kuzma, Catavis Caldwell-Pope, Montrose Harrell in the 22nd pick in the first round of this last draft. 
Ben, how, who do you think is the winner and who do you think is the loser of the streak? I mean, it's pretty obvious the winner is the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers now have the big three. Kyle Kuzma, I wouldn't say, was a part of it. It could be a part of a big three. Now they have a big three, and big threes are championship teams. I think this is going to be their best year yet, and I think this the Lakers easily won this deal. I think the same way as you, Ben. I think the Lakers won this deal, and I think that the Lakers now have a big three. They will be the best team in the NBA, and I think this year they will win it all. T back to you. Thank you, Alex. Now, I think differently than you two. I think the winner of this trade is the Wizards. They got some younger talent. Now that they can put with Bradley Beal, some more, just a better overall team now, getting Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Montrose Harrell, that now they those three can play with Kyle Kuzma along with that first-round pick. Now, Russell Westbrook is a good player. I don't think he'll fade into this team. They still need a shooter. They essentially just got a passer. And this, that's not the need of this organization. At the moment, they needed a player that could shoot the three. So they got the wrong player. Now, from the Wizards. Now, so I'm going to say that the Wizards won this deal. Now, moving on to the next big deal of another big deal of this offseason, which is the Celtics, or no, not the Celtics, um, we are going to have the next, quote-unquote, big deal of the offseason. The Celtics acquiring Josh, tri- sending Kemba Walker in the first in their first-round pick to the Oklahoma State Thunder. Kemba Walker ended up getting a buyout from the Thunder and moving on to the New York Knicks. The Celtics were able to acquire Moses Brown, who they've now used to trade for Josh Richardson, and Al Horford. Ben, who do you think the winner? Who do you think the losers of this deal? I'm going to let Alex go first here. Okay, um, I think it's the Celtics. The Celtics got a lot of money here, and I think that they did a good job with this trade. I think Kemba was going anyways, and I think that they did a very good job because now they have a lot of money that they can spend, and they have a good new player. So, Ben, to you. I'm in a uh, very big agreement with Alex. Basically, I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay. Um, I think that the Celtics want this trade by freeing up a ton of cap space. Though I'm not saying that this was a negative trade for Oklahoma City. They gained another first round pick, and they were able to dub Al Horford's contract. And they really only and it was they were able to get they traded Moses Brown. Now we're gonna move on to who we think are three biggest winners and losers of three agencies so far. So the biggest winner, the first winner in my decision decision would be the Chicago Bulls. They were able to make a sign-and-trade deal with DeMar DeRozan, so adding another score to this team, they will work out a deal to get Fatty Young in the team. So I think that with that, they will be another good team. Now, now our second winner, the Miami Heat. Uh, this They were able to really keep, they were able to keep most of their core together. They were able to bring in Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, and Marquise Morris. That might, that will help them down the stretch. And I think that they will be a very good NBA team once again this year. I think they'll be back to potential finals player team. Next, I have. Now this is a tough one. 
I think in my next slot, I'm going to have to go with the New York Knicks. They were able to bring in Kemba Walker. They re-signed Alex Burks, Norales Noel, Derek Rose, and without those three guaranteed seasons. Changes of context for those deals. Uh, they also gave a four-year deal to Evan Fortier, which includes a team option, and they were able to lock down Julius Randle with that max extension. So I think that I have the New York Knicks as my third big winner of the NBA offseason. Now my losers. My first loser is just straight-up Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is my first loser. He was offered a four-year, $84 million offer, ended up with a $1.59 million offer, and he was, and that's not, that's a, that's a loser for you. That, that, that's a, that's a loser. Um, now next, our next loser, the New Orleans Pelicans. They were able to get Devontae Graham in via the sign and trade. Tom, they're also able to bring in Thomas Saransky and Garrett Temple along with Jonas Valanciunas. Though they lost Steven Adams, their point guard Lonzo Ball, one of their best players, Eric Bledsoe is their number ten overall pick, and they were able and they lost their second round pick and a first round pick for next year and a first round pick for the year after. That's big losers in the NBA. Now, our final loser here. This is a tough one. I think my final loser. I'm gonna go with. This is now. This is a tough decision. But my final loser I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, the Miami Heat. The Miami, or sorry, not the Miami, the Toronto Raptors. They lost one of their best players in Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat, which is a big loss for them. He's one of their big players, and I think that's going to hurt them a lot. They were not really able to improve during the offseason, which is why I don't think that they can be physically a winner. Now another loser in this offseason, since I think that to make up for that Dennis Schroeder one, the Boston Celtics. I'm sorry, but the Boston Celtics are a loser. I cannot tell what they're doing this offseason. Even though they were able to make that Kemba trade, which I personally think was a good trade, they lost Tristan Thompson, and they t- got Chris Dunn. They sent, they sent Moses Brown to the Dallas Mavericks. It took Josh Richardson into the remainder of their Gordon Hayward trade exemption and move the added payroll on the face, but ensured that they would be pawning up, paying up for Evan Fournier. They also made an extension for Robert Williams, which just wasn't needed at the moment, way overpaying him. And if that was it, they also now got rid of, and if that was it, now they also have burned all the money in cap space that they got from Kemba Walker. So I think that the Celtics are your biggest loser of the offseason. Now, moving on to our third segment, the NBA, or sorry, not the NBA, the MLB, where we will be discussing who we think the surprises of the season are, and then who were the winners and the losers of the trade deadline. Ben, you want to start with who you think your surprise, three surprise teams of the season are? Um, it's a really good question. Surprise teams of the season. One of them was the Giants for me. I didn't think the Giants were going to be a terrible team, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. I mean, right now, they're beating the Dodgers, which is really, really, really big. 
So I do believe that the Giants are my biggest surprise this season. Another surprise of the season? The Braves. I came into the season thinking the Braves were gonna be a decent team, third in division. Right now they're winning their division by four and a half games. They could be a playoff team. My third biggest surprise of the season was the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins are fifty four and seventy one right now. How bad is that? That is really sad. Minnesota Twins need to be better. My two winners at the trade deadline are pretty obvious, the Yankees and the Dodgers. The Yankees acquired some very, very good players, Anthony Rizzo being one of them. And they've just acquired very, very good players. And for the Dodgers, they got Max Scherzer. It's pretty good. I would take Max Scherzer any day. Let's hand it over to Alex. Yeah, so my winners are definitely um, the, the... Sorry, not winners. My surprises of the season, definitely the Twins. I was going into the season thinking the Twins were getting first place, and I think that they just are so bad now. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. Second surprise of the season... Like Ben said, I'm going to go with the Padres. The Padres are a good team. I, I think they're going on a... Sorry, not like the, Ben said. The Padres are a pretty good team. I didn't think they were going to do this well. They're, they are 14 uh, games behind first place in their division, but that's because the Giants, who are my next surprise team, are very good. So, and then my winners... I will have the New York Yankees and the Dodgers, as Ben said. The New York Yankees and the Dodgers got very good players, and I think that they will, they were the winners of this trade deadline. TTU. Thank you, Alex. So my first surprise of the season, it has to be the Giants. I don't think anybody expected them to be top of one of the toughest divisions in the MLB over the Dodgers and over the Pirates with a bit of a with a two and a half game lead over the Dodgers with an 81 and 44 record. I think they're my first surprise team. My second surprise team, like Alex said, the Minnesota Twins. I think they're expected to be in the playoff hunt this year. They did not. They failed to meet expectations and are now, right now, currently bottom of the NL Central or AL Central. My last surprise team, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox last season had an absolutely awful season. One of the worst teams in baseball. And this season, they were able to turn it around. Alex Cora came in, and now they have a 72-55 and 55 record in the wild card So at, in August, which, I th- which is a big improvement. And at one point throughout the season, we're big. Now, my winners of the trade deadline, man, do two winners, two losers. My winner of the... Winners of the trade deadline has to be the Yankees and the Dodgers. The Dodgers were able to bring in Scherzer and Trey Turner, and since I've gone on big winning streak, then the Yankees were able to bring in Rizzo and Joey Gallo, which has been a big up to the te- a team which was just above 500 coming into the trade deadline. No one knew if they'd be buyers, would they be sellers. And being buyers had allowed them now to be in the playoffs a game and a half over the Red Sox in the second wild card spot. Now, my losers of the trade deadline has to be first the Red Sox did not make any moves at the deadline didn't 
only really brought in Kyle Schwarber. I think that they had to go big here to keep themselves in this race. They did not go big, and I consider this a fail, very big of a fail for the Boston Red Sox. My other losers of the deadline. Now, most people would say, oh, the Chicago Cubs, they sold most of their team. No, they got some big prospects from some big teams. I think the big losers, the New York Mets, they, they brought in Javi Baez. He's been awful. They gave one of their best prospects for him, and I think that the Mets are the other losers of the trade deadline. Now, let's move on to college football. There's a new alliance that is formed in college football between the ACC the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. This alliance now allows these three... This alliance from these three schools is in response to the building out of the SEC of Texas and Oklahoma both joining the SEC. So, this new college football alliance will allow these three conferences, the Pac-12, Big Ten, and the and the um, ACEC, with some of the biggest schools... Um, to now be in an alliance together, schedule each other's teams. I think that this is a big move for the for this new college football. These three divisions, and this is big change for the NF, the NCAA football. So essentially, what this alliance is: the forty-one teams combined of the ACC, Big Ten, and Big Twelve coming together to. Build to work together now with they will schedule each other's games for athletic. This alliance will be supported by the presidents and the athletic directors of all 41 institutions and will be guided by the commitment of all the student athletes. Now, I quote SB Nation The three conferences are grounded in their support of broad based athletic programs, the collegiate model, and opportunities for student athletes and parts of educational missions and institutions. The three conferences remain competitors in every sense, but are committed to collaborating together to provide leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics. Now, Ben and Alex, what do you think of this new alliance? I think it's really big for the NCAA. NCAA, and I think this is very, very big for life. Alex? Yeah, I think the same. I think it's going to be a big uh, thing for the NCAA. I think it's going. It's. I think it's a good decision, and I think it's going to bring these college football teams together. Back to you. I think that this will really shape the and the uh, this diff- college football differently now. You have to realize now the only team left out now of this big thing is the Big 12. SEC already has their own thing. They're already just as big as this. The SEC's teams are going to be all these teams anyways. It doesn't really mean anything. But now these conferences coming together to schedule with each other and work together, I think, will be something that is something very big. And I think that the Big 12 is going to fall out of the picture now. And the Big 12 has to be thinking right now. The commissioner of the Big 12 has to be thinking, what can I do to get us on the big stage? They've been left out of this alliance, and they're not the SEC. What can the Big 12 do at this rate? They can't make another alliance with these with the smaller conferences or else they'd be looked at like the smaller conferences. But they can't really have all their teams go to the SEC. They can't combine with the SEC because the SEC don't want that. So the 
Big 12 has to try and come up with some ideas of how they're going to avoid losing all of their revenue. Now, that will be it for our college football segment. Now, moving on to some soccer news. The summer transfer window is coming to a close, and some big moves have been made. Biggest signing of the summer, Jack Grealish, headed, is he- and, and Ramalu Lukaku headed to Manchester City and Chelsea. I think this Lukaku move is trying to make up for this Timu Warner absolute... M- oh, my. Just awfulness. Now, in other news, Kylian Mbappe... A $188 million offer from Real Madrid for Kylian Mbappe from PSG has been rejected. Rejected. So Kylian Mbappe is likely staying in place at PSG. Now they're now probably going all in on trying to get Cristiano Ronaldo. But we'll see if who they will get. Now we're going to move on to our predictions for tonight's games and the weekend games. So I'm going to ask you guys games, and all three of us are going to answer who we think is going to win those said games. So the first game of all our games, really, is going to be in the MLB. Our first game is going to be the Boston Red Sox versus the Minnesota Twins. Ben, who do you think is going to win this one? I have the Red Sox winning. I know they um, played last night. I do have Boston winning, though, because as I said before, the Twins are not very good, and I don't think they they just aren't good. I think the Red Sox win. Okay, so I was looking at the game and the stats of last night, and I saw that the Twins came back. It was like 9-4 or something, and then the Twins came back. And, it, and then the end score was 11-9 Boston. So Boston still won, but the Twins came back. So that's why I am picking the Twins to win this game. Okay, I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. I think that the Twins will get one game out of this series. I don't know which one. It's either going to be tonight or tomorrow night. But we'll see which one they get. Now, our next game. Two terrible franchises now. The Cubs and the Rockies. Ben, start off with you. I think I'm just going to go with... By the way, this is a doubleheader, so we're predicting game number two. I don't even know. I, the the Rockies, like, it's just such bad franchises that I can't even pick. Tyler, who's pitching in these games? The pitchers for the, for, for the second game, the doubleheaders, Austin Gobner and Justin Steele. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Rockies. I think the Rockies will win this game. Okay. I'm going to agree with Alex here, and I'm going to go Rockies as well. Next, in a matchup between Lucas Giolito and Robbie Ray, we got the White Sox and the Blue Jays. I have the White Sox. I'm not going to say the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are bad, and, I think, and the White Sox are amazing. It's pretty easy for me. I'm going White Sox, too. I think Lucas Giolito is a good pitcher, and I think that the White Sox will win this game. Okay, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go the different way. I think the White Sox have been a little bit down the last few games. So I'm going to go with a bit of an upset here, Blue Jays. Now, final game, final MLB game. We got Dodgers, Padres. I'm going Dodgers here. The Dodgers 
have been on a big streaking. They have Walker Bueller on the mound going against Blake Snell, who has not had his best season, 4.82 ERA. And I'm going to go easy here at the Dodgers. Ben? I agree with you. I'm also going to go with the Dodgers here. This is a very tough game for me. Both of these teams are pretty good. Um, I think that this game might go to the Dodgers. Go. So. Okay. We are now moving on here in our sports here. We are going to move on to the Little League World Series. <laughs> uh, good luck predicting this one, guys. First game, we have Ohio versus New Hampshire. Ben, who do you got in this one? I got Ohio, Ben. I think Ohio pulls out the winner. New Hampshire, I've actually been watching and looking at some of these scores, and I think that New Hampshire will win this game. I'm going to bring my New England pride. Let's go, New Hampshire. <laughs> okay. So, next game, we have Nebraska and Texas. Ben, who do you got in this one? I got Nebraska pulling out the win. I think I think Nebraska's going to win this. Texas. Ooh, the upset. The upset? What do you mean? Texas is the bigger state here. <laughs> so, we're going to Texas. Texas. Lone Star State. Bring it home for me. Now we're going to move on to some Premier League action. First game, we got Nor- we got Liverpool-Chelsea. I got Chelsea pulling out the win here. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool. I think Chelsea continue winning. Come on, Chelsea. Let's go, Chelsea. Next, Manchester City-Arsenal. I got Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the Premier League, and I know that Tyler is an Arsenal fan, so I'm going Arsenal. No, no chance that Arsenal win this. Chelsea. Or uh, City. 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 Moving on. I have you switch my guess to um, uh, City. You know. So now, moving on here. Wow, Ben, putting the mic real close to my face here. Uh, next, we have Bundesliga action. Hoffenheim versus, versus Borussia Dortmund. Ben? I got Bruce. Bruce. Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. <laughs> got pulling out the win. Now, we got some college football coming up in the next few weeks. So, first weekend, first games on the 2nd of September. But we're going to predict these games since we probably won't have another podcast before then. First game, we got Weber State versus Utah. Oh, then. I got Utah easily pulling off this one. Utah. Utah. Utah! Next, we got our only two ranked matchup of, or one of the only ranked matchups. That was not a choice yet. (laughs) I was, as I was saying, Wisconsin versus Penn State. Ben. Wisconsin takes out the one. Wisconsin. I don't know how Penn State is ranked. Give me those Nittany Lions. Next, we got another big matchup. We got Notre Dame versus Florida State. I have Notre Dame taking out the win. Yeah, Notre Dame for me, too. Give me the fighting Irish. Oh. Next, we got Louisiana Monroe and Texas. Ben. Louisiana. Monroe. Texas. Give me Louisiana Monroe with the upset here. Now. Iowa versus Indiana. Ben. Iowa. Alex. Indiana. Indiana. I'm going to go with them, Hawkeyes. 
Next, we got Alabama versus Miami. I'm going to go. Ben? Alabama. 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 Next, we got Ohio State versus Minnesota. Ben? Ohio State. Ohio State. It's a really easy choice here. We got to go Minnesota. What? Easy choice here. Easy choice. I don't think we're, I don't think the crowd likes this one. Uh, next, we have in our last game, the University of Georgia versus Clemson, the biggest game Clemson, of the week. I already said this one. Clemson, Ben, who do you got on this one? Clemson. <sighs> Give me the Bulldogs. NFL preseason week three action. New England versus the Giants. New England. New England. It's got to be New England. Next, we have Buffalo taking on Green Bay. Ben. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. Well, if they're all going to go that way, I'll go that way too. So uh, that is our NFL action. Now we move on here to predicting who wins the golf matchup, the golf tournament. That starts tomorrow. John Ram. John Rom. Uh, I don't think that's an available <laughs> choice. <laughs> I have Dustin Johnson. Give me Louis Oosthuizen. 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 That's my choice. I'm going big. I'm going big. Uh, that will let's wrap do, it up. Let's do week one of the regular season for football. Week one of the regular season for the NFL. No, let's do it. We're going to predict each game here. Week one, starting on Thursday night. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers taking out the win. Buccaneers? Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Give me the Bucks. Now, the 1 o'clock games. Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Ben. Buffalo. 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 Jets and Panthers. Give me the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Give me the Panthers. Give me the Panthers. Panthers. Okay. CMC. Uh, Jacksonville versus Houston. Oh, what a matchup. I told you earlier Houston wouldn't win a game the entire season, so I have to go with the Jags. Give me the Jags. I got the Jaguars pulled out the win. The Jaguars, one of their only wins this season. Next, a much better matchup, Arizona-Tennessee. I'm going to go. I said that the Cardinals would take the next step. I don't think the Titans' defense is good enough yet. Give me the Titans. 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 Next, we got the Chargers and football team. Ben. Chargers. 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 Philly and Atlanta. Give me Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. Minnesota. Cincinnati. Know what? Give me the upside. Give me Cincinnati. Cincinnati as well, actually. Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. San Fran versus Detroit. Give me the upset. Give me the Lions. San Fran. San Fran. Seahawks and the Colts. Give me the Colts. Colts. Seahawks. I'm only going Colts here because I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have an amazing season this year. Next, Cleveland-Kansas City, a rematch of the AFC championship game last season. Hate to do it, but Kansas City. I'm a big Browns fan, and I know the Chiefs are a good team, but I'm going with the upset with the Browns. Give me the Chiefs. Green Bay, New Orleans. Give me Green Bay. Upset, New Orleans. 
I'm gonna go Green Bay. Very easy choice. It's Green Bay. Uh, Denver versus the Giants. Oh, what a matchup here! I have the Denver Broncos pulling out. Giants. Danny Give me Dimes. the Giants. Give me Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Dropping Dimes. New England versus Miami. I have New England pulling out the win. Give me New England. Now, the Sunday night game. Chicago versus L.A. Rams. Ben, who you got? L.A. L.A. Give me the Rams. Baltimore in on the Monday night game. Baltimore Ravens and Las Vegas Raiders. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So that will do it for this episode of Time to Talk with Tyler. Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day. For now, goodbye.